On today's podcast, we're going to talk about mutual funds and what you should be looking at to consider which funds may be the best options for you. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with CloudVestor. Untangling your finances. Welcome to the podcast. It is Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param of the firm CloudVestors. Keep in mind, CloudVestors is a fiduciary firm. The ease and convenience of virtual planning or, or actually coaching from financial advisors with a human touch, a firm that is recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey. And now let's welcome uh, the star of the show as he enters the studio. We're following his entrance into the studio. That would be the one Mo Param. Mo. <laughs> no need to stand. No need to stand. Thank you. Thank please, you. please, please have a seat, everyone. Please. <laughs> everyone, please sit down. And you over there in the in the corner. Uh, oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hi, Mo. <laughs> hey, Dave. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we're getting together, having a little fun in the studio, as always, with the podcast. And getting ready for all the things that we can't buy for the holiday season, right? <laughs> well, you better get your orders in early because supply chain and getting things from overseas seems to be a little bit of a delay right now. Somebody posted uh, tracking your package and it was a picture of all these ships from a distance. Uh, tiny little <laughs> ships and your package is here. And it had an arrow pointed to one of the ships. Uh, That's where I it is. I think I told you, and I know I told someone, I can't remember who it was, but I thought it was you. I was looking at uh, ordering some sneakers for, for Christmas. Uh-huh. And this is, well, just like three weeks ago. And um, I won't say the website's name, but they, they said I needed to get my order in by the second week of October to guarantee that it'll be in by Christmas. Wow. So it was, it was, it was almost like an eight-week delay. That is, what is crazy. going on? What, what, what's happening? <laughs> what well, in some the, of the, you know, some of the warehouses, manufacturing, um, distribution centers and overseas have been shut down. So there's just been a, a, a large delay in getting products over. I'm so glad because um, I only really buy for my daughter and she wants cash. So um, there you go. Now I have my own supply issues with cash, but it has <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with what's going on with everything else. Uh, well, we are talking about investing today. We're going to dig into investing a little bit and, and mutual funds and what's right if you're choosing or what uh, the pros like you and the team at Cloud Investors do and what you take into account when you are choosing funds because um, – What's well, a it's a big decision to make. I mean, there's a lot to factor in. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot, right? I mean, and in today's show, I'm just going to go high level. Won't go too too deep into you know as an advisor all the different uh, uh, points that we look at to figure out which investment option is great for a client. But at least on a high level point, this is something that if you're doing it yourself, you know whether it's your own. Uh, brokerage account, your own IRA, or if you're opening up, or if you're looking at your 401k and you're figuring and you're asking yourself, well, which fund should I check? Well, which fund should I, you know, select for myself? These are these are some high level um, uh, details you should consider to figure out if this is the best 
quote unquote best, right? Fun that meets your needs and goals and especially your, your, your risk tolerance. Well, let's, let's go back to 101 on this first. What is a fund when you're, when you're looking at funds, what are you looking at? Sure. So a mutual fund is essentially like a basket of fun, a basket of stocks, Mm -hmm. right? So if you think about, um, you know, think about a a glass, a a jar of marbles, right? There's different color marbles inside this this jar. Well, the jar, the, 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 the marbles themselves represent stocks, right? It could be Nike, Tesla, Amazon, Apple, Google, whatever it is, right? All these different stocks, right? But the glass jar itself, in this example, would be the mutual fund. That's the fund, okay. That's the fund itself. So as an investor, what you're you're ultimately saying is, uh, I may not know exactly if it's a good time to buy Nike. Is it a good time to sell Hmm, how much of Tesla should I have in my portfolio? But I kind of like those companies. Um, they're in the same group, like large cap companies. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is I'm going to buy this one fund. I'm going to buy this one glass jar that has all these stocks in them. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to participate in how those those uh, those stocks uh, uh, perform. But what I'm buying is the glass jar. Right. So there's a, a manager or a team of, of managers, right, that are going to be selecting those those the internal funds. I'm sorry, the internal stocks themselves. Right. They'll be the ones to to buy Nike, buy Disney, sell Nike, sell Tesla. Right. They're going to be they're going to be the ones to do the investment options um, uh, and investment selections within the mutual fund. Right. Take the jar, take the marbles out, put more marbles in. But what you're doing is you're just buying the glass jar. So you're buying the jar. So you you really don't have any control on what goes in the jar. You could just say, I'd like what's in that jar. How, how is it decided what marbles go in what jars? So it, it's, it's based off of really the objective of the fund itself, right? So if you're buying a, uh, a domestic... Oops, let's say a domestic large cap mutual fund, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll just take it and I'll just break that down. Domestic means it's the companies themselves are domiciled in the U.S., mm-hmm. right? So headquarters in the in the U.S. And then large cap, uh, these are the largest companies in the U.S., right? So kind of think of like the S&P 500. And if it's a large cap growth, then it's companies that are perceived to have uh, uh, growth potential, right? So that's the objective of the mutual fund itself. So if you like the objective of that fund, then that's what you would buy. If you have a international um, uh, small cap growth mutual fund, well, then the companies are domiciled overseas, right? So you're not going to have any companies that have headquarters in the U.S., Right. So that's what you're looking at. So, so uh, you can look at uh, what's called a prospectus, which is um, more detailed information about the mutual fund itself. And then you'll see what the funds, the actual stocks, the funds hold. Right. So you can do a little more research there. But if you're just looking big picture of like, OK, I like this because it's because it's it's an international fund. I want to have some international exposure in my portfolio. Um that has large companies in there. So you may look at an international large uh, growth 
mutual fund. What's an example of someone who really just says, do this, and, I, and, and in, the, in other words, sits back and does nothing. It's done for them by some entity and someone who takes control. And I'm trying to figure out in what vehicle would someone really not, not even care that they had any say in what jars are selected? Um, not having any say, I, I say you have say in, in a sense of like what type of fund you want to invest in, right? Like I just said, if you want some large cap, then you can buy a large cap mutual fund. Um, but the, 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 someone who does their own investing, right? Someone who maybe buys, uh, who does stock trading on their own, right? Well, now they're, they're, they're picking and choosing what stocks they want to buy themselves, right? So they're buying the stocks themselves. They're selling the stocks themselves. So they're doing, they're playing the role of the manager, like within the mutual fund, mm-hmm. right? They're the ones who are dictating what they buy, when to buy, how much, when to sell versus a mutual fund where you're, you're kind of trusting the investment manager to, to know what they're doing. So it'd right? be like your 401k, yeah, like your 401k, for instance, right? You open up your 401k, you go online to your portal, and you see your investment options, right? You may see 20, 30 different options to choose from, right? You don't, you have no say in the actual investments themselves, but what you can say is, well, I want 25% international. I want 10%. Do people do that? Know, small cap. Or do they just say, yeah, I got a 401k and nothing? And just, I mean, in other yeah, words, who, some, yeah. most people will, I see two, I see two things, right? I see people that actually will pick and choose like the actual funds themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. But I don't see, but, but sometimes they just stay, they just, you know, they stick to it and maybe once or twice a year, they'll maybe make some changes. But then there's also the those that that say set it and forget it and what they'll choose is like what's called like a target date fund right so a target date fund is a mutual fund Mm -hmm. but it has a date associated to it so let's call it um let's say 2030 right you may look at your 401k and see target date fund 2030 what that 2030 represents is the year 2030 and so what it does is it's designed in a way that if someone was planning to retire in the year 2030, this is how the fund manager says someone should be invested, uh, how someone should be invested. Okay. Right. So they may have a little more fixed income versus equities because 2030, you know, is what, nine years away. But you're really releasing control in that case. You're, you're releasing ultimate control. Yeah. Right. Um, which may not be bad, right? Depending well, for on, some, yeah. For some who who are, you know, just just this just isn't their thing, right? They just, uh, you know, have no, you know, comfort real desire, level. confidence, to, or maybe confidence, comfort level, or even the just plain old desire to know this, right? But couldn't right? they come to you then? In other words, if someone has a four hundred one k, and let's say they're wherever they are in life uh, and they say look I don't trust myself but can you get involved in this we get involved to um, at, a, at a certain level right so all of our clients if they have uh, a 401k a simple IRA any type of employer sponsored plan right where we can't actually manage it right so like Dave I, if you're a client of mine mm-hmm. I can't manage your 401k because your 401k is with your employer okay 
right? But as a client, you can show me your 401k options, like the investments uh, within your 401k. You can make suggestions. And we can make suggestions on, okay, Okay. you know, you're looking to retire this year. This is your risk tolerance. Okay, here's how, you know, we would look at investing within your plan. Well, but, we're not, we're, but we're not technically managing. I it. see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, so all right. Going forward, let's let's just say going forward for the theme of the podcast today is that yeah. you want control, whether it's with the help of Mo and his team or just on your own. But that's what we're going to be looking at. So, what you should be looking at, performance obviously is a big thing. Right. Right. You you want to look at the performance of the fund, and not just not just the last year. Right. You want to go back. You know, at least a good ten year time frame if the fund has been around that long right you know some funds are created on an annual basis right but you want to go back at least 10 years if there is that much of a track history for that for that mutual fund and see how it's performed right and then not only see how it's performed on its own but look to see how it's compared how it's how it's uh, funded in comparison to funds of its of its uh, similar class right whether it is so like for instance if it's in a large cap growth mutual fund, right? Uh, one thing you want to consider is see how it's compared to the S&P 500, right? How has it performed in relation to the S&P 500? So if the S&P 500, let's say, did 10% over that 10-year time frame, well, if this fund, which again has very similar characteristics of the S&P, it should be somewhere close to even maybe even outperforming the S&P, right? So you want to have something to compare it to. So again, looking back at the history, see how it's performed, and then also look to see how it's, uh, how it's, how it's performed against its relative um, similar type of funds. Well, I guess I may have jumped ahead a little bit with that initial question because maybe you ought to, I guess the first thing you ought to look at is what marbles are in that jar? What jar do you want? <laughs> what marbles do you want? <laughs> Thank you for saying jar and marbles. That made it so much easier for me. <laughs> or, or bag of M and M's, right? You get the red, you can get green, you get brown, whatever. That's good. Um, yeah. But but yeah, no, you want you want to do that, right? You want to look. Uh, you know, some people won't go into that much depth, right? Because it because the funds can change, right? I mean, not the funds, the uh, the stocks inside the mutual funds can change. Right? Oh, so. Well, you how, can look at it and say, all right, well, I love Nike, Amazon, you know, the list goes on and on, right? I love these companies. Six months down the road, well, Amazon might not be in, the, in that fund anymore. Then can you change jars? You can change jars. Okay. You can change jars if you want, right? But again, that's why it goes over. That's why uh, objective of the fund is primary, right? Because the mutual fund manager, they're not beholden to one specific stock, right? They're investing for that mutual fund to meet an objective, right? The objective is obviously performance, right? But to stay within the the realm of what they're looking to do, right? So if they're looking at large Again, I'll just, you know, I'll just keep it simple and just keep it large cap companies, right? Well, they're going to pick the best large cap companies relative for growth, knowing that they can change and interchange them at any given moment. Okay, so... Now you does mentioned that make, does that make sense? You, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm trying to follow you here. I'm I'm not a big <laughs> investment guy. Okay, I'm going to go into. I'm the type of guy who just lets somebody else do it. But let me ask you this. Uh, you mentioned stock, like marbles or stocks. 
What about bonds? And do you even want bonds now? Um, you know, that's relative, right? Bonds, bonds for the last, as a whole, right? Bonds over the last ten years have yielded. Again, this is as a whole, right? As a uh, as a whole, um, about two percent, a little over two percent. So, you know, you may look at a bond as just having something that's more "quote unquote" stable in your portfolio. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you look at the bond market year to date, twenty twenty one, it's negative. Right. So this instrument that you think is conservative, you know, year to date is actually losing value. Right. So um, but the bonds are but there are mutual funds that have bonds in them. Right. And so they'll have a series of different bonds. Right. They may have 20 or 30 different bonds within that mutual. fund, Okay. Right. And the bonds may have different maturities, meaning that's when they. Um, we'll get too, too deep with that, but you may have corporate bonds in there. You may have municipal bonds. You may have uh, 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 treasury bonds, right? You may have all these different bonds inside this one mutual fund that all have that that are in this mutual fund for that one objective, right? To find any type of yield to be conservative in the respective market, and the mutual fund manager just has the choice. Um, to get in and out of the bonds if if necessary. So when you're buying a mutual fund, you're 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 yes, you're looking at or you're thinking about the actual holdings inside there, right? But ultimately, what you're doing is looking at the actual objective. Like, what is this fund trying to do, right? And you can basically just I don't say rest assured, right? But th- that's what you're buying. You're buying the objective of the fund itself. Okay, because so you have because you have no control, right? It's if really you, seeing the forest and not the trees. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, but then we're gonna still cover some things like how much are you investing? What does it cost? How do you break down cost? Uh, there's more to come on this. We're looking at funds and the proper things to consider on today's podcast, and that is your finances untangled. can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning, the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch? That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey SmartVestor. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's Cloudvestors. That's cloudvestors.com. We're back. It is your finances untangled. Consumer advocate Dave Perkins here and Mo Param is the man with the information on investments. And we're looking at funds and what to consider and the actions that you take or what someone like Mo or his team at the fiduciary firm Cloud Investors would consider and working with you on that and suggestions they may have for you. All right. So we talked about and we talked about it during the break, too. I'm not an expert on in investments. I mean, this is not my comfort zone, today's podcast. So I'm going to play the role of 
me. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm playing myself here. But mo, but, okay. but we're, the scenario is I've come to you, Mo, and right. I've said, I don't know what I'm doing. I've just got some money to invest here. Help me. And okay. you're going to help me. And we're looking at funds here, like mutual funds. And you've covered what they are um, with the jars and the marbles. You know, you've covered how that works in many ways. But let's look at now I've got this. Um, and when looking at mutual funds, what else am I, what are you looking at on my behalf? Because well, let's just say you've looked at performance, you've looked at what's in it, you explain quite well that you're really looking at, am, am I right on this, not so much what's in it, but what is the objective of the group that's in, of marbles in that jar? That's right. Yes. Yes. Overall, that's what you're looking at. Right. Um, For me, you know, as the as the advisor, I'm going into deeper um, uh, parts of the mutual funds itself. Right. So that's something I probably wouldn't tell you because that's just more. We don't want to get lost in the weeds. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't want to. And there's just I mean, it would just take so long to really break down every single factor that I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. But. I'm looking at the risk, right? Um, you know, once I understand what your ability is to absorb risk, and what I mean by that is, you know, when we start doing uh, and creating a financial plan for clients, um, and investments obviously are, are part of that plan, uh, I can tell you, Dave, how much risk you need to take to achieve your goal. Let's right? say so an you- amount of money I have first before we go. What am I coming to you with? Uh, let's say you're coming to me with, I like easy numbers, right? Let's say mm-hmm. you're coming to me with, uh, with, uh, half a million dollars. Oh, <laughs> what? I mean, Dave, if you're going to sit down and talk to me, I mean, you got to have, okay. Like, so, all dollars. right, well, let me rush out kidding. and get a, <laughs> write a book or something. I don't know. Bestseller. Okay. So I'm I've got kidding, half, I'm, I'm coming to you with half a million dollars. You're coming to me with half a million dollars. And you are, and you say to me, Dave, uh, how old are you, Dave, by the way? 59. Really? Yeah. Okay, 59. So let's say you say, no, I want to retire at 65. Right? (laughs) So we got, we have what, six years away. I'm basically saying, help (laughs) Help Help, help, help me, please. Um, That's pretty old, right? 59? No, not at all. Okay. No, not at all. What, did you think I was Uh, older? I thought you were younger. Oh, oh, that's good. Okay. <laughs> you know what I tell people? I tell people well, I'm 70. Is how can I go wrong? Because they'll say, well, wow, you look great for 70. Maybe I'll go 75. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm, I'm interrupting. So I'm, I'm 59. I'm coming to you with a half a million. I've said, I want to invest. I want to retire at 65. At 65. I want X amount of income. At this point, right? So I can run the numbers and tell you, okay, for, uh, and you want to put a thousand dollars a month into it, right? Just give me some, some arbitrary numbers. Okay. So I can, and so I can run the analysis, right? And tell you, okay, this is how much risk we need to be, we need to take in order for us to be successful over the next six years for you to retire. Mm-hmm. But you have to tell me how much risk you can actually take. Okay. Right. Because it's a different story. Cause I can tell you to, or in order to get to where we need to be, it's going to take a 12% return. Uh, you know, the market's going to be up and down, but you 
may not be comfortable with that type of risk. Well, let me tell you this, Mo, client speaking here. um, I have worked over 40 years to build up this 500. Exactly. And I, this is it. I haven't done a really, really good job getting, I, I mean, I've got, I've saved, I've been a great saver, but I haven't done, this is all fiction, by the way. I haven't done <laughs> a really good job planning, uh, but I've got this 500,000. However, I mean, I want to use it to retire in six years, but I, I don't want to be too risky. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I can tell you the amount of risk you, sh- you, sh- you, you, you should take. Okay. Right. You tell me how much risk you can take. Okay. Right. So two different. So it's two different questions and two different answers, right? It could be two different answers. Okay. So what I want to do is when I'm looking at or selecting mutual funds is how risky has that fund been? Right. So yes, performance is awesome. Right. Yes. Let's just say I told you we need to take a 12% return to get to where we need to be. I looked at this mutual fund, it's averaging 12%. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, this, it's not that easy, right? It's also, yes, if average 12, yeah, average, but yeah. it's average, big key thing. It doesn't mean that you've, you've received 12% every single year. It just means it's average 12. So they may have been a year or two where it's down 10%, 12%. And keep in mind, I've got six years. I want to you've retire got six then. years, okay. right? Maybe there's been more negative than positive, but overall it's average 12, right? So that type of, of volatility doesn't match what you've just told me, right? You just told me, uh, I've got six years ahead of me. I don't want to take too much risk, right? But if I look at this mutual fund, I say, yeah, it's average 12, but I see that there's years that it's gone very negative or even years that it's, it's, it's shot up so high, right? It's just very volatile. That might not be a ride that you're comfortable taking. No, it's not. As fun as the 12% would be, it's a bumpy ride for me. I know I've got a pass on that 12. Right. So I look, yeah. So what we do is we not only are we looking at, um, so again, not only are we looking at the returns, we're also looking at the volatility of that fund, right? How 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 risky is that fund, and and is that something that you can stomach and something you can tolerate? If it is, we'll you know we'll put in your portfolio. If it's not, mm, we'll look somewhere else, right? So risk is something that we consider. Okay, to selecting options for our clients. Now, if I'm thirty with half a million, I would say go for it, the twelve percent. I've got plenty of time. Twelve uh, percent average, I'm good with that. Right? right. If I'm 30, but I'm not 30. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we can look at the average, but then also it's also the volatility too. Right. right? I mean, even if you're 30, yes, you still, you, you see that 12% and say, yeah, okay, I like that. But still those swings, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you can be up 20% down 10 the following year, then the next year up 24, like that kind of roller coaster. Yeah. You're just like, I, even if at, at 30, you just say, I, I, I don't like that. Can we do something that's a okay. little more, okay. more stable that still gives us the ability to grow? I'd right? be more apt to like it at 30 than I would at 59, though. You probably have more of a tolerance yeah. for it, right? Yeah. So, so that is something that we would make sure, right? Because everything that we do is, is, uh, is tailored designed for the, for the individual. So the next 59-year-old client that comes into my office with a half a million dollars, 
we're not it's not a it's not a uh, assembly line where we just you know it's a rinse and repeat rinse and repeat we're doing the same investments for everyone we're tailoring you know your portfolio for dave and then the next person okay. comes in we're tailoring the portfolio for them right so it's it's all individual right so, so, so some people ask you know as a firm you know what was our, was that what was our rate of return last year well that's a stupid question in my opinion right because we're not everyone has their own risk tolerance right well, so yeah, well, as you, a firm, how do you answer not, that right you know, we're not we're not investing the same exact way for everyone right right so no i get that well look we've looked at risk and i want to make sure we get this in before we close it out and that is yeah. cost i've got five hundred thousand. uh gotta look at cost yeah you and i look at cost should i and you, you can explain how this works should i go right. all big guys that make would cost <laughs> more or should i have some big guys and some little guys some domestic some international how should i approach this well, typically, international funds cost more to oh, they manage do. Okay. than domestically. Yeah. Um, to kind of give you an idea, like, for instance, if we were investing in a fund that had, uh, uh, let's say, they had exposure in China, mm-hmm. right? sometimes, right, you're, the fund managers or, you know, someone within the management team could be flying out to China to look at warehouses, mm-hmm. right? Looking, sitting on boards, right? Sitting as, or speaking with the CEOs of these companies, right? To make sure that, you know, it is legit, right? So it costs more to just to manage. You had to worry about currency risk, right? Uh, so there's like just more internal costs inside of a mutual fund for something overseas than it is domestically. But um, you have to look at fees inside of a mutual fund, right? Fees such as like expenses, right? There's something called an expense ratio of a mutual fund. Um, typical mutual funds, the expenses could be somewhere between 0.6% to as high as 2% per year just to have the mutual fund. Wow. Okay. So if you're in a fund that's at 2%, right? That means you're down 2% when the year starts, right? Because you're paying that expense, right? Uh, so one thing you want to look at now, you want to look at the value you're getting for that. If, for well, that yeah, because I don't want to be right? down too much because um, I already am paying that and I'm not doing the 12% average thing, right? Right, right. Hey, am know, I right on track there? I, you know. Well, you, you kind of, for that, for that, for that 12% that you see, right? Yeah. If you're in a two, if you're in a 12% fund, in a 2% fund, sorry, then essentially you have to gross 14% for you to net 12. Okay. Gotcha. Right. 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 So, so, so yeah, so that's why you, you have to look at the expenses because it's all, it's all relative, right? Are you getting the value for what you're paying for? Mm-hmm. So if you look at a, a, a fund that's at 2% expenses, right. And it's, it's peers, are less expensive, right? But this 2% fund is doubling the returns of its peers. Then you may say to yourself, well, I'm getting what I'm paying for. Yeah, right. it cost me 2%, but I'm I'm outperforming my peers by twice as much, okay. right? So I'm getting value for it, right? Uh, you know, we're fee-based advisors. So fees are always something that clients ask us or, or potential clients ask us, you know, what's our fee? So it's, we don't shy away from fees, but we feel like if you're going to be paying, you better get some value for it. Um, 
you also want to look at the commissions that some brokers are going to get for the for this for selling you the mutual fund. Well, right? I mean, this that, is a this yeah. is a nasty fee, Dave. Mm. A nasty, what is, nasty. What's fee. nasty? Oh, it's nasty. I hope you're sitting down for this. I'm sitting. You can. You know, when you say that, can I ask you real quick? You know, people always say, you sitting down. Who, has anybody, have you ever seen anyone faint? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, besides in the movies and all, have you ever really seen anyone faint? No. Okay. <laughs> Hold on to your seats, Dave. <laughs> I am sitting down, though. What's have nasty? Seen, <laughs> have you seen anybody fall off their chair? I've no. never seen anyone do that. Never seen it. <laughs> nope. Just on TV. I, I, I have seen someone like like spit out water though. They were drinking water. That was my next question. Has that yeah. really ever happened in real I've life? I've seen that happen once. Okay, all right. I actually have seen that happen because I made uh, my friend laugh at lunch in school, and he had milk came out of his nose, <laughs> but he didn't spit it out. <laughs> I have seen that. Um, but uh, what was it? Oh yeah, the fees. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, so, how so nasty are, is it? Okay, so I am sitting down. Uh, there's something called a share mutual funds. Okay. Like the letter A share. What that means is that the cost you pay for the mutual fund, you paid up front. Okay. It can start as high as 5.75%. Wow. Meaning that if you were to put $100 into this mutual fund. Yeah. The mutual fund company is taking five dollars and seventy-five cents from your hundred. It also means percentage-wise that it better perform well. It bet. Think about that. You've you're now you're down five point seven five percent already right? from the job. A hundred in, and then they're taking five, almost six percent out. Man, and that fee is basically commission. Good. That goes to your broker. So I don't want that, Mo. Can, how do I not do that? Um, <laughs> don't have that happen. <laughs> it's it's it is it is a nasty fee. Uh, I mean, you don't have to. I mean, in other words, you don't have to. No, no. no. What so can I get that isn't that that won't have that? Uh, there's C share mutual funds, and those have um, fees on the back end. So when you take your money out, they're taking some fees off of it. That fee could be one percent, but the internal expense of the mutual fund is like could be like one and a quarter okay right so it's pretty expensive right? right so you know when we do fund mutual fund investing for our clients we we put them in like in managed portfolios mm-hmm. right that 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 one removes that 5.75 percent there's no commission at all um and it's part of your portfolio so it's a it's it's uh we remove all of those nasty um, a share uh, expenses out of uh, uh, fees out of the investing, right? Because we feel like in order to be not only getting performance, right, but we want to be efficient with our investing, right? And taking a 5.75% haircut, in my opinion, doesn't really sound that efficient. No, no, I mean, no, right. no, so, it doesn't. So, yeah, so those are things that we look at um, for mutual fund investing for clients. Okay. Um, we do a lot of ETFs now that's cause that's a whole different story, but an ETF is very similar to a mutual fund, but it's way, way less expensive. Um, but yeah, those are things you want to look at when you're selecting a mutual fund, right? So if you're in, uh, most of the times you might see this in your, in your 401k, right? You want to look at, again, kind of recap, you want to look at the performance, right? How has that mutual fund performed over the last very key yes. 10 years? key uh 
don't get confused with average, right? Mm-hmm. If you see average return of 10%, you know, that's just an average, right? Doesn't mean you're getting 10% every single could year. Could have done just, outstanding just one year. Could have done outstanding one year and then just just hit the brakes the following yeah. year. Right. But when you average out those two years, you might have got 10%. You might have, you might have had 10%. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you want to do a little deeper digging if you want to and see, okay, well, what, what companies do these mutual funds own? Right. Um, and then last, lastly, fees, you know, what am I paying? And you know, what are the costs to have this mutual fund? Um, and then if, if everything aligns with what your risk tolerance is, then, you know, it's, it doesn't, it, those are the things you want to consider when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're investing in mutual funds. All right. Well, you, you left one important thing out for, especially for someone like me, go to someone like you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and lastly, yes, go to, <laughs> yes. Like any, like anything else. Right. Um, you're, you're sick. You go to a doctor, right. Mm-hmm. Um, or you, or you, if you have financial questions, you go to a financial professional, right? Uh, any financial professional that's that's willing to help you. Well, if you're looking for a financial professional to hire, right, they should be willing to help you and educate you on not just things that they're going to be managing for you, but things that are still affecting you, like your 401k that they're not going to get their hands on, right? So you you find an advisor, uh, speak to two or three, right? Uh, that. So you can get as much education and much knowledge as you can so you can make the best educated decision for yourself. And maybe that educated decision is to hire the advisor, but you want to just arm yourself with as much knowledge so you so you can make the best decisions for yourself. Okay, and it never hurts when it's a fiduciary firm like CloudVestors. Uh, CloudVestors.com. Mo, I, um, I hired some people to lay out rose petals on your exit. So if you would go ahead and we're going to fire up the band. I, I want to play Mo out as he walks out of the studio, um, stepping onto the rose puddles. Ah, there we go. There we go. The man. Don't leave just yet. I've got to say until next week with you. <laughs> Great job, Mo. You explained it quite well. Oh, good. I'm glad uh, it is. Yeah. We do hope uh, now you may take your leave, sir. Okay. (laughs) And we hope that you like, share, subscribe, and spread the word. And we're here every week, dropping them every Friday. It's your finances untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.